As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Positively Trek. My name is Barry, and with me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Mr. Dan Gunther. How are you doing today, Mr. Dan? Hey, Barry, doing well. Excited, of course, as always, to talk about Star Trek and getting into the the holiday spirit here in uh, sort of, I guess. It it feels kind of un-Christmassy weather-wise, but we're doing our best. (laughs) Well, yeah, weather-wise, we're experiencing one of the worst droughts in uh, mm-hmm. our history. I looked at the drought map on Environment Canada, and I was like, ooh, it's uh, uh, starting to sing that song by Bing Crosby. But uh, we might get some snow out here in the Canadian prairies. I know the eastern half got a, a smattering of, of snow recently, but uh, we might get some, but then we might also get some freezing rain, too. So rainy yeah. time for the holiday season, right? Just... Uh, totally good until actually christmas immediately it feels like so a message festive. i don't know <laughs> oh yeah no definitely so if uh, anyone is planning on traveling of course uh, uh happy to be uh, little bugs in your ear while you guys travel from place to place i find podcasts are always the way to go traveling really long distances um but that's probably why i'm a podcaster do you listen to your own podcasts ever dan i used to i don't anymore i basically when I've gotten to the point where I'm editing most of most of everything we do here and I've heard it so many times by then. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. But, I will uh, actually like, cause I'm subscribed. So like if it's in my feed, sometimes it just starts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always weird when I've got someone else in the car though. Cause they're like, are you, <laughs> are you talking right now? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> so it, it's a bit weird. weird. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've got a good voice for radio, but, uh, either way, folks, if you are traveling and you've got a podcast in your ear, make sure you've got two hands on the steering wheel and both eyes on the road, uh, while you're traveling. Cause it can get pretty funky out there pretty fast. So everyone take care and safe travel. I've been told I have a good face for radio. Is that the same thing? More or less. Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Okay, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Let's swing over to the news and talk about some of the new things that are happening in the world of Star Trek. First of all, work on Star Trek Prodigy Season 2. It's been completed. I am very excited to hear about that. 
Yeah, definitely. So yeah, December 13th was when this came out. Uh, Prodigy season two done, packaged, wrapped up with a bow just in time for Christmas. It's ready for Netflix. Unfortunately, we won't be getting it for Christmas. Season one, we'll, we'll get that on Netflix, but season two still at this point, just sometime in 2024. Uh, but yeah, we've got tweets from Dan and Kevin Hageman and Aaron J. Waltke talking about wrapping the uh, season. So that's exciting. I am wildly excited about this. And, you know, we do want to make sure that we're watching season one so Netflix doesn't get any funny ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we got to play the game, folks, and, uh, and yeah. make this happen. But yeah, what a great time to um, to know this is happening. This definitely gets the hype up. Going to have to renew that Netflix subscription. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm going to be, like I said, streaming the heck out of this season one on Christmas. And then as soon as this drops season two, still, like I said, don't know the date. Don't know if it's going to be all on one day. Not sure. Big question mark for these, but uh, we'll be talking about it here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And beyond that, we've also got Star Trek Strange New Worlds uh, is going to be starting principal shooting in the new year. Well, they're actually, they've actually begun filming, but um, that's the I think that's that's it is uh, section 31 starts in January. Yeah. So there's a lot of Trek coming back that uh, I'm glad the uh, the strikes got figured out. It sounds like the workers got what they were looking for. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so that's going to be fun. I also appreciate in the news, for, the newscast, they even talk a little bit about some of the splodies that are going to be taking place. There's <laughs> things that say caution loaded pyro. Um, your <laughs> your console is going to blow up, yo. Um, I like that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm going to take a little second here to just complain about something. Uh-oh. And that's nothing new. It's clickbaity articles on social media. A couple days ago, there was an article talking about these tweets and stuff, basically saying like, um, strange new worlds teases major Star Trek event, major Star Trek happening is going to happen in season three. And I'm like, well, I didn't see anything like that. Let me, let me click this. I think it was, might've been screen crush or, or screen something. One of those, I don't want to be smirch screen crush. Cause I actually like that. It's screen something else. Anyway. Okay. Um, the whole article, and of course, it's doing that thing where it says, you know, the tweets were sent, blah, blah, blah. If you don't know, Star Trek Strange New World started in this year, and it's written by these. And, you know, it has all that preamble stuff, and you're, like, trying to find the thing that the article was talking about. Yeah, it was talking about exploding consoles. There will mm-hmm. be exploding consoles in Season 3 of Strange New Worlds. Sounds like someone's never watched an episode of Star Trek. <laughs> Yeah, their whole thing was like basically this this iconic thing from Star Trek they're doing in in Strange New Worlds. It's like, yeah, we know. Yeah, rocks come <laughs> out. Rocks come yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that was my little uh little tiny rant there. Clickbaity articles, guys. Stop that. Stop that. But uh yeah, Strange New Worlds began filming December 11th. They're going, they're filming strong and then like you said, Section 31, they're filming starting in January, so very soon. That's exciting. I'm very, very mm-hmm. excited for uh, seeing how this this little mini movie, this this Section 31 movie pops out. I think I'm, I'm very interested to see what they're going to get Michelle Yeoh doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, even some people who are, I would say, very 
casual Star Trek fans, like definitely not tuned into all this stuff like we are. Uh, I had one of them come up to me the other day and say, they're still doing the Michelle Yeoh thing. She's going to be back in Star Trek and it's going to be a movie. Oh my God. Like really very excited about this. So it's a very this, good idea. I think, yeah, it has the potential to break through in ways that, you know, Picard season three has and strange new worlds has into kind of more of the public consciousness because Michelle Yeoh has such a big name. Uh, there are people excited that this is happening, not just the diehard Star Trek fans. So this could be very good. So last one, and this is again, maybe not a ton of news, but it's definitely an announcement. The new Star Trek diecast collection is being picked up by Fan Home. So they do different types of collectible kitsch, as I like to call it. Um, but apparently they are really trying to lean in on the detail. They're trying to make sure that there's going to be a lot of different types of ships, all that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited to see sort of what exactly is going on here. Nothing is necessarily set in stone yet, but uh, you can go to their website and sign up. And once you hear from it, they're saying third quarter of 2024 is when we're mm-hmm. going to start seeing ships um, start appearing. And yeah, if they're really good, I'll definitely have a look and, and see what we can get set up. It's always been sad to see Eagle Moss uh, disappear the way they did but if we can get another reliable company to build us some star trek ships i'm pretty happy it doesn't matter what what color the cat is as long as it catches mice <laughs> definitely uh yeah I, i've said this before i really want a protostar give me a protostar um and while we're at it i'll take an enterprise uh not j enterprise g and or titan a whatever <laughs> like yeah I want to see some cool stuff. Looking forward to this. Well, I do have to say once again, JJ model making Bill Krause on the socials. Y'all doing your, here's a picture of the ship I'm working on all the time. Um, that's always a delight for me, but, uh, here I am just hanging out with the, uh, USS Bozeman. Nice. I'm listening. Um, (laughs) again, super obscure. If this was even a known ornament, people be like, is that the Reliant? I'm like, no, it's the Bozeman. (laughs) It's, Even it's the reference. Reliant ornament people are like, what is that? Yeah. And then then my whole like, yes, this is Kelsey Grammer's ship. The the dedication plaque on that ship should be like, you know, Seattle shipyards or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think its little quote should be, hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling toss salad and scrambled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> or just like uh, when they do just a section, it's like dot, 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 they're calling again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. There you go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. 
Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Thank you so much for downloading this episode of Positively Trek. We truly do appreciate each and every one of our listeners, and I'd like to especially thank our Patreon supporters. Thank you to our Constitution Class supporters, Jim Stoffel, Joyce Marin, and Paul D. Kinnear. If you'd like to become a supporter of Positively Trek and join our crew, please go to patreon.com slash positivelytrek. You can get early access to episodes, exclusive content, shoutouts, associate producer credits, ad-free episodes and more again that's patreon.com slash positively trek thank you all and live long and prosper well i think this is a wonderful place to get on to our main topic as we have already sort of moved into the festive discussion of obscure uh collectibles so uh, shall we get on to the main discussion absolutely let's do it well today yeah we are going to be talking about festive star trek ornaments the uh the the interesting and entertaining sort of official kickoff of Star Trek tree ornaments it was in 1991 with the Hallmark um, Starship Enterprise, the OG original one, and then obviously has branched to some really interesting and strange places that I often think that people who aren't Star Trek fans would find perhaps a little jarring. Um, so what we want to do today is we just want to talk about some of our favorites. Um, I can talk about some of my improvised Star Trek ornaments. Um, word to the wise, Eagle Moss looks really cool. Not so much if you wire it to your tree and then a cat gets at it. And then you sort of revisit the destruction of the <laughs> USS Reliant. Just the wrong nacelle broke off. It was, it's, it's no good. But anyways... Long and short of it, what we want to do today is talk about some of our favorites, and then, of course, uh, y'all should uh, should chat about it yourselves, show some pictures of what you've got on our Positively Track discussion. It's always love to, lovely to see festively adorned trees, uh, and if you aren't celebrating Christmas, uh, just uh, show us pictures of cool Star Trek stuff you got. Just, you know, there's a it's a festive spirit that we all can get into in that respect. So, first things first, Dan, what kind of ornaments do you have on your tree? Are there any notable ones you'd want to bring up right away? Any favorite? favorites well i mean i've got I, I i'm embarrassed as to how many of the hallmark trek ornaments i have i have been collecting them for for quite some time uh so i do have quite well, a you've few come to those. the right place yes absolutely <laughs> uh so i do have quite a few of those uh my wife nikki of course um not quite so many but on the other side has a number of star wars hallmark ornaments so uh, our, our tree is an interesting mishmash of our fandoms as well as other more kind of traditional Christmas ornaments thrown in the mix as well. But uh, there have been years where, you know, we had a kind of smaller tree. So, you know, by the time we got the Star Trek and Star Wars stuff up, there's not much room for much else. Uh, <laughs> and frequently at this point, we have to leave a number of them off because there's just so many now. So... Uh, yeah, it's, I have a Trekkie tree usually. Absolutely. That's lovely. So do you ever have like armadas of ships that would like face one another on the tree in a subtle way or? I did have uh, one year, a pretty cool, like Reliant and the refit enterprise kind of facing each other. That was oh. kind of neat. I, I thought of like going, you know, the whole three dimensional thinking, right? So I was thinking of having the enterprise below and like ready to come and then yeah, i was yeah. like ah that's that's putting too much thought into it but obscured by some some shiny garland some iridescent <laughs> garland exactly yeah no that's wonderful i um i improvised my first few star trek 
uh, ornaments. There was sort of like the desk Star Trek um, uh, Enterprise. It was kind of just a little dinky plastic thing, very cheap, easily breakable, I would find. Mm. Um, But yeah, I just sort of kind of wired it so that it could hang and sit there, but it would flip upside down on me all the time because that saucer section is just so darned heavy. And so, yeah, the Matt Jeffries uh, design kind of went the way I think some of the executives at Paramount originally sh- pitched it was that they brought in the Enterprise upside down, basically, and we're like, perfect. And Matt was like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I want it to be opposite so that it's impossible to stand up on its own. Exactly. <laughs> if I was to say, personally, one of my absolute favorite um, Star Trek ornaments would honestly just have to be um the different iterations of the enterprises mm-hmm. and you know the the d just wonderfully looks on a tree so to start with the enterprise um start with the enterprise d well i had when the d was opened or when it was brought but it's not saying anymore uh, the whole thing enterprise d was 1993 was 93 yeah. okay thank you where are you on right now? Because I had it all queued up here. Um, <laughs> I can share with you a spreadsheet I made a long time ago. <laughs> you made a... Sp- okay, hold on. We're recording right now. So, Dan, I've called you here because I found out you had a spreadsheet <laughs> on the different Hallmark Christmas ornaments. Yep. So I've just shared it with you. Um, this was something that... Uh, I made years ago when I decided, you know, I want to get all of them and which ones do I have and which ones do I not have? Um, I still don't have quite a few of them and I kind of stopped going back trying to fill in the collection, but, uh, I'm looking and it's been a while. So it's only current up to 2018. So it's a, I haven't updated it, but, uh, yeah, there's, uh, all of the Hallmark Star Trek keepsake ornaments. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's absolutely wonderful, and I'm happy you have it. Okay, so yeah, I found all the things here. So, and actually, I've got the I've got the list that I was looking for too now. Nice. So yeah, um, the Star Trek, or sorry, the Starship Enterprise D came out in 1993, and when I think about the D hanging from the tree, and I'm trying not to rhyme, but I continuously am doing this. For me, it it really does kind of represent that sort of homey feel when I was. Uh, a, a tiny person watching, you know, what season 1993, what season four, season five, uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's peak, peak next generation, um, for that to have come out at that period of time, um, hot cakes would be, uh, how I would describe it's, uh, it, it's, you know, movement from, from shelf to Christmas tree. And I begged my mom for one of these ornaments. And, uh, unfortunately I never ended up getting one. Yeah. Um, sometimes, sometimes it just doesn't, doesn't happen. And for whatever reason it didn't get, uh, prioritized, but, uh, it was one of the first, you know, three or four models to have come out, uh, for the Hallmark keepsakes just to have that on the tree. And I, I think I am going to try to see if I can find it. Uh, typically you can, uh, you can still get it for under $30, Uh, out there Mm -hmm. so i don't know do you have the d i do have that one i remember uh that was one i i think i picked up later in my life i didn't get it when it first came out but i do remember and i've since found this on youtube the television commercial advertising it and it was patty yasataki as Alyssa ogawa ordering this from the replicator (laughs) and Uh, The replicator saying, unfortunately, it can't be replicated. You have to go to your nearest Hallmark store or something like that. And it was an adorable commercial. It was really good. 
computer, access the new Keepsake Magic Ornament from Hallmark. Accessing USS Enterprise, a collectible ornament accurately representing the Galaxy-class starship. Ornament carries Earth date 1993 and illuminates in a realistic manner. The new Starship Enterprise ornament, please. Replications are copies. Only Hallmark carries authentic keepsake ornament. Suggest solution. Call 1-800-HALLMARK for store nearest you. And uh, yeah, so 1993, that would have been Christmas 93 would have been season seven of TNG actually. So uh, season seven was running at the time there. Um, My absolute favorite one actually comes from the year before. Uh, So the Enterprise D was the third one to come out. 1991 was the original Enterprise, only released in the US. So actually a little harder to get up where we are. Yeah. Expensive too. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely don't have that one in my collection. But the following year, I remember my parents bought me this. It is the oldest one in my collection, 1992's Shuttlecraft Galileo. And it is absolutely the coolest ornament because when you hit the button it is actually leonard nimoy as spock and he recorded a special thing for this ornament and it goes shuttlecraft to enterprise shuttlecraft to enterprise spock here happy holidays live long and prosper and it is like that is burned in my brain from how many times i pressed that button uh, to hear that on the Christmas tree. So I still have it too. That is the most wonderful thing in the universe, <laughs> actually. It really is. Because also like, you know, like let, let's let's put it out there. Galileo 7 is probably one of my all time favorites. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, the, the Galileo shuttlecraft always sort of has had a, a really sweet spot for me. I actually have a Galileo shuttlecraft, again, a, a desk model, basically of the same kind of ornament. And it just turns on like a little light, it's a little impulse. Mm engines in the back light up and i think the nacelles light up in the back too just sort of a regular kind of color but uh, yeah. to have to have leonard nimoy actually do that that's just like him that would have been him i bet you that was in his like singing about bilbo baggins uh <laughs> um phase <laughs> yeah 92 so it would have been well after, oh, that. Have been after yeah. that well well after that never mind yeah but it was nice to the the front three viewports lit up with kind of a warm yellow glow and then the back impulse engines lit up as well um, the, oh, the warp brilliant. engines didn't, unfortunately, but, uh, one of my treasured Star Trek things. <laughs> I, I absolutely, that's, that's totally cool. So obviously, um, while they go down their list, they, they, uh, released the Klingon bird of prey in 94, which again, totally awesome and badass thing to have on your, your tree. Mm-hmm. But I had a gun with the 95 Romulan warbird myself. I love those. They look so great. The Dedera decks and like seeing the one from, um, lower decks, uh, oh, yeah. just to be totally cool and amusing. But in between that, wedged in between are our two captains, uh, their first debut in, in Christmas ornament form. Uh, Bill Shatner starts it out sitting, sitting at the, at the captain's chair with the, you know, the, the sort of resting on his, his fist with his chin kind of thing. And then you've got Jean-Luc Picard in 95 also popping in, uh, coming basically through one of the hallways of the Enterprise D, sort of ostensibly, and he's just sort of standing there. What do you feel about the the, the people version of the ornaments versus the ship version of the ornaments? I have a very, very specific preference. I, I mean, I enjoy both of them, and the ships are just so like they work so well kind of floating there like they're suspended in space right 
that said, and, and there's kind of two different phases here because I feel like the early figures and, and some of the really early stuff is really, really, really good. And we'll come to one that's just absolutely my favorite at one point. Uh, the more recent stuff, they're shrunk down a little bit. The the likenesses aren't quite as spot on. Uh, I'm a little less enamored with those ones. The ships are consistently amazing though. So I would have to give a nod to the ships, but some of the figures are so good too. Yeah, I think it's it is sort of a time time fix that one. Um they got more and more specific and I think that's honestly though where I will say like I definitely prefer the ships. I don't know if I'd ever go myself for uh for like a a figurine necessarily i would definitely go more for the ships themselves uh, maybe not the miniatures in 95 they also came out with just sort mm -hmm. of like a set of um i forget uh, i think it's like i don't know they just they they, they look kind of slapdash like i'd say the micro machines look way more accurate than than these guys do um i mean if anyone has them i'm not throwing you any shade or anything like that but they're just not as as creative, but uh, yeah, I typically go with the ship over the figurine any day, unless I got something weird. And I want to talk about the weird things later. Um, there's even a ship I probably wouldn't get. And I think of it more just for the sake of like, I would get the joke or I would get the reference. But there's a lot of people I know who would be like, what? <laughs> why is that? Why is that hand there? <laughs> What's the glowing hand doing there? <laughs> Anyways. No. So yes, they, they start toying with these figurines uh, after that. And... Getting the the sound out of the figurines, I find, is interesting, too. The fact that they were able to, in some cases, like you're saying, get the actors to come in and do the voiceovers mm -hmm. for... Uh, I mean, and that goes all the way as far to um, Enterprise. I remember I got a friend, the uh, the NX-01, and uh, it had Scott Bakula saying, uh, the Federation, or the Starfleet, feels that we're ready to do our mission. Take, him out, take us out, Mr. Merriweather, straight and steady. Mm -hmm. um, now, interestingly, yeah, the Galileo shuttlecraft, I think, is the only one where they, they recorded something specific for that ornament. All, all the other ornaments are just clips from yeah. various episodes and stuff. But yeah. uh, that's just another reason why that shuttlecraft is so uh, iconic in my mind. <laughs> Well, a hundred percent. And, and again, like I wasn't even expecting that. I didn't know that Leonard Nimoy did a special, a special recording for it. That's, that's pretty darn mm. cool. So figure wise, I have to say my absolute favorite, it's kind of a little bit, you know, 10 years after they started the ornaments, uh, 2001, this one came out and it's Captain Benjamin Sisko. And it's very mm. simple. Like up to this point, usually they'd been very, uh, well, actually, no, there'd been a few before that, that didn't have any kind of set pieces around them. This was just Sisko standing kind of, uh, proudly with his hands behind his back. And I just love this ornament bec because of the attention to detail, you turn it around and in his hands that he has behind his back is his baseball. And I just, for the yeah. simple fact of opening that box, pulling him out and seeing that, I fell in love with that one. I can appreciate that. And and I do have to say, Avery Brooks was able to command that character with such an understated strength. Um, I do think that's good. And I actually, I was given, I was gifted actually from a friend, um, one of those like super hyper-realistic like toys of Cisco. Like you can get like each of the captains. And yeah, he had a little baseball he came with too, mm -hmm. which I just really enjoyed. 
for for figurine set pieces, I do have to say Michael Doran's Wharf was pretty freaking badass. He's uh, in the uh, uh, I'd say the Star Trek Generations outfit, uh, and he's got his Batleth ready to go. I think Deep Space Nine is. I think he's from DS Nine in that one. If I'm he's got the red uniform, I believe. Oh, he's yeah, he does. Never mind. Yeah, I'm just not seeing that right. So. They've, they've got that one. But one that I really, really enjoy is the Catherine Janeway. It uh, mm-hmm. came out a little earlier in 98, where she's leaning against um, like the banister on the bridge, sort of. And she's got that kind of relaxed, sort of cockeyed look that, that Kate Mulgrew was really, really good at giving her. Yeah. Um, no, that one, that one, again, is a really nice sort of model. I think the weird ones I find at this age are the blown glass models, though. Uh, have you heard of the blown? You, you probably have the, the the ones that are made out of like an actual blown glass. So they've got Wharf, and then there's a there's an Enterprise one from uh, 1999. Mm-hmm. And I just first of all, like they're hard to find because I think they break very easily. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe not, right? Like some of them probably would be would be made pretty fast, but there's a few that end up wind up being quite rare. Uh, near this period of time and uh, I just find that funny because like again it's not unusual to to have blown glass ornaments but you know blown glass ornaments of your favorite science fiction characters I always find is kind of amusing Mm -hmm. so going into um, sort of the 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 more obscure world of the Star Trek ornaments what would you say would be um, some of the weird ones that that maybe you know like company might find peculiar what what ones <laughs> pop to mind i've got a, i've got a couple that would just sort of probably put put the company off a little bit yeah there's there's a few as far as um dioramas i think is kind of the one that they started doing uh in the later years that ends up being some some odd choices one that gets talked about a lot usually comes up in some sort of article every year it seems is uh, 2015's the needs of the many and that of course is the death scene of spock in star trek II: the wrath of khan because you know nothing says uh christmas more than a half vulcan dying of radiation poisoning behind a plexiglass wall uh, <laughs> right, which, you know, it's a lovely piece and, and it's nice for us Star Trek fans, but, uh, yeah, I, it's an odd choice. I do have to say, <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like that they, they do quotes and stuff like that, um, as well for them that would just again be, be somewhat off putting like, uh, the, uh, the man traps it's killing the captain shoot it doctor quickly <laughs> just <laughs> right in the tree. You know, you're, you're, you're listening to rocking, rocking around the Christmas tree and someone manages to push that one. I think, you know, just off putting wise, that one's, that one's a really weird one because like in, in the right angle, it almost looks like Kirk's looking to make out with that thing. And like, you know, space babes and stuff aside, you know, it does sort of create sort of an awkward image, but I think the biggest one, and this is actually one that I've, I've seen in the wild, is the Devil in the Dark one. Have you seen that one? I I have. I, I don't own that one, actually, and that was one I was going to mention as well as, as being like, you know, to a Star Trek fan, very poignant scene, very cool. Oh, yeah. Pain. <laughs> Pain. <laughs> Somebody visiting would be like, why is this person kneeling next to this blob? What is this? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, it, uh, it was it was mentioned by my aunt that it looked like Spock was worshiping a uh, some chewed up gum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'll give you that one. Describe a Star Trek one. episode badly. That's a good one. 
<laughs> yeah, right. So I think more or less thinking about the um, the other aspects of sort of weird and off-putting ones, I think I like the the Sulu attacking Kirk with a sword. Um, Richelieu, really beware. <laughs> <laughs> right? Or yeah. um, it's an earlier one, but it was like Kirk in a pile of tribbles. I like that one. That one's cool. Um, it, it, yeah. So it's enclosed and it actually has little tribbles in it. When you hit the button, it has a mechanism that brings them back up to the top and they keep kind of oh. falling on him. Uh, as you hear like tribbles cooing and purring and stuff. Uh, it's, it's a pretty cool ornament. I like that one. That's amusing. I enjoy that a lot. <laughs> So the other one, and this one's actually brand new. I've seen it uh, not in the wild, but actually at the mall. Um, the Hand of Apollo. Yes. Um, when it's grabbing the Starship Enterprise. I was killing some time waiting for uh, a, a prescription to get filled when I was sick. And uh, so I'm just hanging out and I'm kind of by the Hallmark store, which is near to our shopper's drug mart. And Dan knows what I'm talking about. But oh, yeah. um, I'm there and I and I remember someone saying like, I'd buy that, but it's got a weird hand on it. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, you don't know the episode. But I also understand why you wouldn't buy that because it's got a weird hand on it. <laughs> It's yeah. a glowing hand. That's a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it it is actually like it's not totally off putting, uh, I would say. I think we can still kind of figure out who it is. But in all, sometimes I think it's funny the the collectible stuff and, and how how far um our lovely franchisers will go to um to give us something nicely obscure. Mm. So the other one I wanted to to mention here are the the incredible rare. Uh, ones that I found. And the most expensive one that I think I've managed to find is, it's a toss-up, actually. Um, well, no, this one's the most expensive of the Hallmark ones. So apparently in 2011, the USS Defiant, the old Star Trek one from mm. Tholian Webb, that glows in the dark, there was only 700 of them produced, and it sells for approximately $3,800 American. Yep, that was a, a New York Comic Con exclusive from that year. So you could only get it by going to the New York Comic Con. Uh, I don't believe they sold it online even. I think that was, well, 2000, yeah, you had to be there as far as I know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> or know totally someone who wild. was. <laughs> well, and they did the same thing in San Diego in 2009 uh, earlier as well um, with Lieutenant Ahura, yeah. uh, where she's in the in the in the yellow uniform, and that sells typically somewhere around eighteen hundred bucks. Yeah, as well. I remember I looked into that to get one because I was like, oh, I remember this one, and I looked it up, and I was like, oh yeah, nope. <laughs> Guess I am just yeah. never gonna have that one. <laughs> well, even the regular ones, even the regular Ahuras, like will run you mid hundreds, hundred close closing on one hundred and fifty bucks mm. uh, in a lot of cases. So. Yeah, that's unfortunate. So pitch wise, have you ever thought about making your very own uh, Starship Star Trek ornament? Would there be one that would uh, just come to mind that you would say, you know what, that would be a really cool scene or a really cool idea or anything along those lines? Well, I mean, at this point, my mind immediately goes to ships, which, <laughs> you know, I, I want a protostar. I want a protostar really badly. And I feel like a Hallmark ornament of that would be really cool. And, uh, you know, honestly, like I could see some dioramas from Lower Decks or Prodigy being 
kind of fun. I, I, I don't know exactly what scene, maybe just them in the bar, you know, jumping up and down, chanting lower decks, lower decks or something. That might be <laughs> actually a pretty cool hallmark ornament. Um, Prodigy, I'm, I'm less certain as to which scene I'd pick, but I, I'd love to see like, you know, a Murph or a, a rock talk on my tree. I think that would be pretty cool. Oh, a rock talk would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a serious pitch and I have a not so serious pitch. One is one works in my head, but it would be too many choking hazards and too much just confusing bits to it. But hmm. the other one actually is a lower decks idea. Okay. And it would be all of the lower decks guys, like our main four, um, and they would be in their, their beds, their little bedding area. And they'd oh, nice. have a, it would be a diorama. They'd have their little Christmas tree and it would be kind of them in their beds sort of sleeping, waiting for Christmas to come kind of thing oh i like I that. that that's really yeah, cool it would be kind of more dimly lit and they're all sleeping or doing whatever right like tendy might be doing something and you know i don't know I, I i don't have much to think about it but i've often thought that that would be sort of a a nice little heartwarming kind of lower dexy thing because i think despite it's it's more kind of devil may care comical rick and morty style exterior it's actually got a lot of heart oh absolutely um, and, I, and seeing them all very comfortable together i think would be pretty pretty important to um to go and see ultimately. Mm-hmm. So the other one I, I I can't say would ever really work, but we've been talking about like complicated dioramas that are, you know, kind of impenetrable to the, to the person who isn't used to Star Trek or understands it. And I think uh, 2009 Star Trek is a woefully underutilized Christmas ornament um, run that Hallmark could do. The, the 2009 has some really cool scenes, some really cool ships um, and whatnot. And so I think the Romulan um, space drill <laughs> would be hanging from the Narada, right? So you got that. Okay. So there's, there's the first bit of the scene in my little Hallmark Christmas ornament. And then you'd have a bunch of dead Romulans in either spot. And then you would have a Sulu and a Kirk that could fall off of it. But they, their little figurines would be attached by a little wire and they'd be magnetized because they got to click together, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then it, the whole thing, as it goes down, you hear like, pull my chute. <laughs> and like, we're falling without a chute. And then zip, it would stop. And then, gotcha, yeah, my or. And then it, <laughs> the whole thing would just retract itself and it would start over again. But I feel there's a lot of pulleys, a lot of wheels, magnets, choking hazards. I feel like for this to be perfect it would need to run the 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 length of the tree the height of the tree like the drill would have to be near the top all of this action would be taking place like (laughs) practically down to the skirt and then yeah 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 yeah. and actually you could even have like a little bonus one where Chekhov just goes Olsen is gone sir (laughs) (laughs) poor Olsen oh no yeah Yeah, I love that (laughs) Kirk Spock Lieutenant Olsen I'm like, oh, he's going to die. <laughs> that's the end of him. Oh, That's not a lump of coal. That's Olsen. <laughs> Ooh. Ouch. <laughs> um, from the, the 2009 movie, I actually, the, the Kelvin ornament that they made for that is one of my favorites. I really like that one. Uh, my wife, Nikki, says it's weird looking. She doesn't like it, but. I don't have a problem with with the look of the Kelvin, to be honest. Oh yeah, no, I like it. (laughs) The only other one other than the Franklin I have when beyond came out, uh, is they have the, in 2015, the meeting between the Spocks at the end of the movie. And I actually really like that ornament. 
Um, because I think Leonard Nimoy gets one of the best lines in that movie, which is, since my customary farewell would be oddly self-serving, let me simply say good luck or something like that. Yes. Uh, Well, actually, I think he gets, he gets two good lines in that actually, because the other one is, I am not our father. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't you? Sorry, now I'm going to just quote that whole scene. (laughs) So that's my that's my uh, my absolutely completely bonkers idea for a star starship ornament. Now, obviously, uh, Hallmark also came out with a full on Enterprise tree topper, but I feel like everybody in the family is going to have to love Star Trek if you're going to be putting that thing in, or else coercion has taken place. You did not get that ethically. I'm allowed to have it on the tree every other year. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? That that's a good compromise. Yes. I appreciate that. that I, I truly appreciate that. Yeah. I have to, just looking at this list as well. The the list that I made a few years ago is only current up to 2018. I never did update it, but I actually got these exclusive ornaments that year at um the Star Trek Las Vegas convention because I went there in 2018 and they put out an exclusive Lieutenant Mares and Lieutenant Eric's from the animated series, a pair of um, hmm. ornaments. And I'm so happy to have those in my collection because, you know, they're, they're kind of exclusive. They're pretty cool and definitely a conversation piece for when people who maybe know a little bit about Star Trek, but not all of it, when they see that, wait, who are, who are these two? What's this about? And that's kind of fun. Ah, that's lovely. <laughs> I'm, I'm realizing also that, um, the, in 2012, they, they started re-releasing, um, and I was talking about the, the D earlier and it's a, it's a definitely a much better designed ship. Mm. Uh, it even can be put on a little stand when it's not Christmas time, um, as well. So I do have to say, I am pretty happy with the, um, sort of how they've they've managed to find a way to make it more than just a Christmas ornament. But I was going to ask you, um, again, San Diego Comic-Con has a super rare Kelvin. The blown up and blasted <laughs> uh, Kelvin came the same the same year. But that bad boy runs for around 500 buckaroos. So uh, no, thank you. Yep, I do not have that. Not... <laughs> no, no, thank you. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't want to uh, do that one. Of course there's also like rare golden enterprises as well that sort of show up a few times, but the mm. most recent ones I think are quite interesting because you can actually get a badgie uh for your tree uh at this point as well. And I got to yep. say, I don't know how I feel about getting a badgie on my tree. He's a scary character. I I got to say, yeah, that those that's uh this year's crop of of ornaments. They came out with a pair of badgies to hang on the tree mm-hmm. and I haven't put them up yet. And Nikki is also unsure how she feels about Badgie being on the tree. So <laughs> yeah, she's not a fan of that character at all. You can spray him silver and he can be Goodgy. That's a thought. Hmm. Maybe they'll put out a SDCC Goodgy exclusive next year or something. <laughs> you know, aside from the mirror universe ornaments that have just come out recently as well, they were last year's. It's good to see that the uh, that, that it seems like they're not running out of ideas for, for things to do. And of course, they're even getting stuff from Star Trek Picard. Uh, La Serena came out um, a couple of years ago, which is pretty cool. You've again got kind of larger dioramas and stuff. You've got Burnham and Saru, the Discovery itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and one that I've always loved is the 
the OG tricorder. Um, if I could ever get my hands on an OG tricorder, that would be that would be just cool to kind of go with my Star Trek costume that I wear uh, every Halloween because that's what I do. One of the one of the last sort of honorable mentions I'll give um, as well, and this one perhaps is a little easier to find though it is a rarer ornament, and it's one that you would definitely have to. Uh, possibly explain because it's not the d uh would actually be the 2017 enterprise c um, mm, mm-hmm. i like the look of the c i've always loved it and among christmas ornaments i've seen the c as well in the wild and uh, it I, I developed a little more love for it i don't i don't typically think much about the enterprise c it i don't find it to be the most inspiring of the galaxy class style designs um but i don't know Add some garland, some tinsel, some lights, and some unaffiliated ornaments, and it looks really good up there. So uh, I'm going to end on on saying that I just, as a tree ornament, the Enterprise C is just, it's a stout little number. I like it a lot. Yeah, I'm a fan of that one. Another one that they did a battle-damaged version of a couple years later in that from SDCC and. I imagine it's probably a pretty penny as well. Looks like it. Yeah. Going through this list, it's amazing because like you get you get ones that are, are $10 and then other ones that are, you know, $5,000. You know? <laughs> so, a lovely trip down the, the ornament lane. Now, I don't have any ornaments for the current tree that I have, unfortunately. I've uh, I've yet to start. We actually just got a brand new tree this year. Um, and so we'll be adorning it with with less kind of sort of the bland like these ones are all silver and black or something or silver and gold and so we'll use those eventually we're going to try to get kind of more specific ornaments for the tree and stuff so mm-hmm. there will have to be some star trek that's going to go up there and i mean i would even support my better half and allow her to find some some in sync um christmas <laughs> ornaments perhaps there's got to be some out there i don't know and if there isn't there's our money making there's our money making venue sir Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure <laughs> I'll go in with you on that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm so happy that, you know, my wife's other great love is star Wars. So, you know, I, I feel like we could probably set up an epic battle between the two universes on the tree somehow with, you know, Picard out front giving an inspiring speech and Darth Vader facing him down with a lightsaber or something. <laughs> Just getting ready to force choke him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, a bit of a shorter episode, but uh, we are coming up on the Christmas holidays. So uh, there is quite a bit happening uh, here, there and everywhere. But uh, like we said at the start, it's always important that we uh, we're safe in our travels and uh, make sure that you uh, have a lovely and restful uh, season and uh, you know, make sure that you're uh, you're watching some uh, some Star Trek. See if you can get some some people uh, watching a few episodes. I'm definitely going to binge out on a couple of, of favorites and probably you know subject the family to this, that, and the other as well. Do you have any Star Trek Christmas watching that you uh, get done uh, while you're while you're on holidays at all, Mister Dan? Or do you? Uh, or is it? Are, are there anything traditional that you have? Um, nothing really traditional, just kind of the usual Star Trek watching that I do from time to time. However, I would be remiss if I didn't mention season one of Star Trek Prodigy dropping Christmas Day on Netflix. Gonna be watching that on that day, and I hope a lot of other people are too, uh, to, you know, get those streaming numbers up and make them realize what a gem they have there. So, uh, I think that's, that's going to play a big part in my, in my Christmas holidays this year. 
Well, let's let's arrange a rewatch, you and me. Absolutely, for sure. I have to say, when uh, when Christmas time comes around, I start watching a lot more of the original series. It's hmm. it's a weird thing. I think it's a comfort thing. It's around this time that my grandpa would have introduced me to the first episode of Star Trek I ever watched, which was Balance of Terror. Oh, nice. So, yeah, where he just was like, this is what it was like the submarines, I think, because he wasn't in submarines, but he's like, this is naval combat. Well, I mean, you know, they didn't shy away as much uh, from some of the more traditional stuff in TOS. You know, we had apparently Kirk up to some shenanigans at the Science Lab Christmas party on the Enterprise at one point. And uh, <laughs> we also in the episode uh, Charlie X, I guess it's not... Christmas, it's Thanksgiving, but we get the voice of Gene Roddenberry over the intercom saying there's turkeys in those ovens, real turkeys. <laughs> I didn't know that was actually Gene Roddenberry saying that. That is apparently Gene Roddenberry. He did the voice of that. That's oh. the only time he appears in Star Trek, sort of. Huh. <laughs> I did, I'll have to watch the episode and listen to it because I, I, yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm not terribly familiar with Gene Roddenberry's voice necessarily. Like mm -hmm. I might not be able, I, I know Michael Dorn's voice more and better if we think about like Star Trek actors. Like I actually spotted Michael Dorn in a movie recently and was just like, that's Michael Dorn. I can hear his voice. <laughs> and then, yeah, it turned out it was him. It might've been a Christmas movie. I can't remember. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, well, with that, we hope everybody continues that conversation about their favorite Star Trek ornaments or even ones that you've just sort of managed to uh, get get on the tree somehow, right? I mean, uh, gorilla ornamenting is 100% acceptable with the Positively Trek crowd. So make sure you share what you've got. On our Positively Trek Facebook community, we would love to see what absolutely stellar or ornaments you yourself have. Absolutely, yeah. One thing I used to do every year, and I haven't in a while, is uh, I took a video of my Christmas tree tree and and with the different ornaments but uh we're a little late with the tree this year i don't know if i'm gonna be able to get that done or not <laughs> do you play the um when you're doing like the ship movement around and stuff do you play the music um like the motion picture music Ooh, when kirk is looking at yeah i that that makes sense actually it's funny because there is a refit enterprise model and there is an ilea one so you could have a whole uh, motion picture section of the tree and play Ilea's theme like they do at the start of uh, the motion picture there. <laughs> and all the lights and stuff just make it all like blues and oranges and you can be like, I am penetrating the V'ger orifice as you're like moving into the tree. It's perfect. <laughs> so festive. I love it. More Spock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. We need, we need that. Oh, as like Spock a, with his thruster a, pack. Yes. And one of his things would be saying like the the very like innuendo-laden um, scripting that took place at that time. Mm -hmm. All right, we're getting way off topic, but that's the best part about conversations during the Christmas holidays is you've got the time and you've got the, the, the cheer and the company to be able to do that. So wherever you are, whatever you celebrate and wherever you may be, we hope you have a wonderful holiday season. And as we always say, stay positive. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.